Welcome to the Q4 Impact Podcast, where we challenge the cultural norms of aging through scripture, story, and conversation. Hi, everyone. My name is Susan Kunselman, and I am back today with Ron Regenstreich, the founder of Q4 Impact, and my co-host. Today, our topic is on something that I believe we as humans really even struggle to grasp. And that topic is eternity and the fact that we are all eternal beings. I believe this is a truth that we see throughout the whole of scripture. And there are many reminders that we have in our physical lives as well from day to day. I love the verse in James 4.14 that says that our lives are but a vapor here today and gone tomorrow. And the fact that we live in a world as temporary as it may be, where our focus is on what we see and taste and touch and feel, it can be a big struggle to really grasp eternity. And not only that, but how is it intended to influence our lives day to day? It makes me think of, uh, actually it makes me think of a, of a car ride going down a freeway and you're on one of those long rides and there's there's always a, some brand some store where they seem to have a sign like every few miles you know 30 miles 20 miles and that's the messaging that we're getting is is encouraging the parts of life that quite frankly don't need a whole lot more encouraging Mm -hmm. and the things about life that really do we do need to be reminded of are messages that often are pretty rare and so we can tend so easily to forget that the temporal, everyday things of life can so easily wash out the Man. eternal perspective of saying, hey, wait a minute, you know, this game that you're really getting upset about is, is such a, a minor detail, and eternity is what our hearts should be focused on. When we when we don't have reminders, when we're not conscious of the fact that there are eternal principles we should be living by, then I think it's very easy to forget. So today, I want to advertise the fact that that we are living in eternity, and and I know for me, and I know for you as well. I want my day-to-day responses to all of the things that we face to reflect my true beliefs about what I think about God and the place that he has in my life and, and, and maybe just encourage all of us to make sure we're not tuning him out when we're on the golf course or <laughs> tuning him out when we're sitting in the stands watching our son or daughter or grandkids play a sport and we get frustrated and all of a sudden we're behaving in ways that really don't match what we believe so yeah and i love that link that you're drawing between what we believe and if we say we believe that we are eternal beings that um there is this life after death, then it really should affect the way we're living that life on a day-to-day basis. But before we get into that, which I think is more the the reason for the podcast today, I had a little interesting thought go through my head, and that is 
I know that there are many, and you come in contact with them, I'm sure as I have, that believe that after death, there's just nothing. They don't have the same belief in eternity that we as believers in Christ have. And yet what's interesting to me in that is that you still see the theme of eternity in secular books and in movie titles and themes. Uh, my son is into Pokemon cards, and there's even a card that he has called Eternatus. And so it makes me think that even while there are many who may say, well, I don't believe in life after death, um, there is still something within each of us that does have a question, at least, about what it is. And I think Ecclesiastes 3, 11 says it well. This is from King Solomon, who wrote this, that he, speaking about God, has put eternity in their hearts. And so this is a little bit of a sidetrack, but do you have any other thoughts as to um, just why people that may not believe or say they don't believe that there's life after death, why this is still a theme for them? Well, some might not like my answer, but I think because it's so obvious that there is, that, that we yeah. are eternal beings. And so just as as Christians, we can forget about spiritual things and then all of a sudden be reminded, uh, I think that works as well, that when certain sets of circumstances take place, then responses tend to be eternal. Of course, the most obvious is in the news when there's a tragedy or when there's a disaster. The talk about prayer all of a sudden just becomes a major uh, major topic. And even though you would say, well, if people don't believe in God, then what are we talking about prayer for? And and yet it's just one of those evidences that says, yes, deep down inside, we're created as eternal beings. And we know that, that, they're, that we are eternal. I think we do. I like that example. And that is I'll just bring us back to what the purpose and goal is of our conversation today. And that is if we as believers do believe that we will live forever and that there is an eternity, how should that influence the way that we live day to day? So along those lines, Peter asked that same question in his second letter. And I think he wrote it as what kind of people ought you to be? And I love that he actually answered his own question. Um, in that context, he was talking about the second coming of Christ. And there's nothing else that represents eternity more than that. But when he answered his question, then in chapter 3, verses 11, 12, he says that we ought to live holy and godly lives as we look forward to the day of God and speed its approaching. So, Ron, I'd like to spend more of this time making this tangible, making this practical? How do we bring eternity into our everyday lives? It's not an easy uh, answer, of course. I think the first thing that comes to my mind is, is the focus of what are we spending our time at? What are we thinking about? What are we reading? What are we seeing? How much time alone are we spending with God? How many reminders are there 
about eternal things versus how many reminders are there for temporal things or pleasurable things. It's way out of balance. The, the no. messaging in the world that we live in, I don't know what percentage I would assign to it, but it's 95 to 5 or whatever number you want to throw out there. It's just significantly more uh, invitations to participate in non-spiritual things than there are in spiritual things. I I think, I don't know that I've gone on a freeway with, an, with a billboard that said, you know, have you spent time in prayer this morning? Why don't you pull over to the next exit and uh, open your Bibles and have a little devotion? You don't see that. All we see is, is advertisements for uh, vacation and pleasure. And, and those things are part of life. And it's not that it's not that we shouldn't have pleasure. We shouldn't go on vacation. It's just I don't think we need any more encouragement to do those things. I'm satisfied with letting the folks that are promoting those things continue to promote those things. What I want to draw attention to is, is being more serious in our pursuit of God, saying, I don't want to live just an ordinary life where, you know, God comes up on Sunday morning or on occasion or for a few moments here or there, but I want to have the same kind of love and passion for pursuing the Lord as the Apostle Paul uh, has written and encouraged us to have. Yeah. I like that. I know a few weeks ago we did a two-part series on perspective. And what I hear you wanting to call people to is a shift from a worldly perspective and all the things that can fill our days with pleasure and, and necessity certainly as well but bringing an eternal perspective to the way that we make our decisions of how we live in those day-to-day -day practices. It brings to mind a recent example or conversation that I had on a coaching call. And because it came to mind as I was preparing for this, I asked that person's permission to be able to share it on his podcast. But it was actually a business decision that needed to be made. And that was a choice between earning more income in the now and his decision to think ahead both 50 years from now as well as in eternity when he may give an account to the Lord for how he chose or chose to act in this scenario. And weighing that long-term view with the short-term benefit. And I can say that he made that decision because I believe he brought that type of eternal perspective in it. And, and it's eternal when I say 50 years from now in the sense that the person that it pertained to was not a believer. And so the impact that his choice made in that person's life stands to impact that person's eternity as well as the account that he may give before the Lord, even though it costs him something financially on the short term. And that's the type of detail we're talking about of bringing eternity into our day-to-day -day life. 
I think uh, as someone who's been walking with Jesus for now over 50 years, I can tell you there are many times in my life that even still occur where I can just lose sight of where I am. You know, I, I can get emotionally res respond to a set of circumstances uh, that are inappropriate. And it's, it's a never-ending continual challenge to say, I want to live my faith. I want to, I want to live not getting caught up in things that are not eternal or, or not getting caught up responding to things in a way that I know is not what would be a, a way that pleases the Lord. There are, you know, specific key verses that I find in scripture that just come up over and over and over again. And one of those is the is the twelfth chapter of Romans, where where the writer says we're to present our bodies as living sacrifices, you know, living just always surrendering ourselves to the character of God, to the Spirit of God. What would the Spirit of God be be wanting from me? while I'm watching this game, while I'm driving home in traffic, while something happened at home that's frustrating or disappointing, when the doorbell rings at an inconvenient time and a stranger appears uh, at our front door, what are our responses? And again, I like to, to feel conviction, Susan. I, some people, I like to use the word guilt. And I like guilt because guilt just is definitive. It says this isn't what you want, so stop doing what you want. Change your attitude. And so when we, we read verses of scripture like this, I know for me, I take it in and I'm like, Lord, how, how am I doing with this? And at times I don't even have to ask. I can know that, boy, today I didn't do so well. You know, today I, I was pretty self-centered or today my mind was just on everything but God. And, and I, I'd say like, that's not okay. You know, as busy as we get, we shouldn't lose sight completely and entirely of the eternal perspective. So I want to be one that's going to stand up and say, no, let, let's, let's pursue godliness with passion and with, with intensity and with drive and let's live what we're, what we're talking about. I agree with that. And it takes me back to this piece of perspective where how we view things are going to affect our behaviors. And if we do not recognize something of having value or worth, then we're not going to pursue it. And so it does come down to what is motivating us. And as you were speaking, um, I, I almost chuckled out loud when you said you like the word guilt, because I'm thinking in my word coming to mind is hope. And that, that's the difference between you and me. You're, you're going glass half full, empty, and I'm going glass <laughs> half full. 
but but more seriously, when I think of um, questioning where is our hope, and it's a question we have to wrestle with because that's going to determine what we turn to in our focus, in our time, in our energy. And it's very natural to want all of these positive things. Um, it's not wrong to want the, the good marriage or kids that are you know, successful and, and happy, the careers that are thriving. But at the end of the day, if that is what our hope is based in, then it's based here on this earth. And Paul says very specifically in 1 Corinthians 15, 19, that if our hope is, is only there, then we should be more pitied than all men. So I go back, when you talk about asking ourselves the hard questions, what am I basing my hope in? Is it something that is of eternal worth and eternal value? Or is it something that is going to burn up when this world comes to an end? yeah that's that's kind of the topic of the day and uh it it makes me think of whose are we who who do we belong to and what are our rights and i i look at life and say i don't belong to myself i belong to the lord and when i read a verse of scripture that says that Jesus instructed the disciples to go in, into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, making disciples of everyone. I take that personally. I think that's what he says to me. And so that's what I want to be doing. And I don't want to be doing it in, in little portions. I want my life to be defined around these critical principles that scripture so clearly clearly teaches and you know we're talking about eternity and we'll kind of head i think it's we head to the end on this last point <laughs> as you age it's just very natural that mm. you just think about eternity more than when you're younger and <laughs> you know that the calendar keeps turning and the days keep getting added and you say, well, how much longer do I have? And so I guess I want to say to our younger listeners, don't wait yeah. until you're older to, to have these passions in your life, to be passionate about being a servant of God. Don't, don't wait till you're, till you're retired to think that you are going to then, you know, be filled with the spirit spirit and be you know out there sharing your faith with others on a regular basis do it now do it today do it with everyone you come in contact with and have that kind of passion that scripture really instructs instructs us to have it's a good encouragement and i want to tack on to that because just getting older and perhaps thinking about eternity as we age, that doesn't mean that it's going to change our hearts to live for what is of eternal value. Our minds may be set on that, but that still has to transform our day to day, no matter what age. 
And that's what stays the same. It doesn't matter if you're 40 or if you're 70. I believe what changes our perspective is being in the word of God. It is being transformed. Um, when you talk about you know Romans that you, you referenced earlier, it's being transformed by the renewing of our minds and allowing the Holy Spirit to cause us to have a love and a passion for what is of eternal treasure that God says is of eternal treasure. And maybe it's harder when we're 40s, 50s, and we're career building and our calendars are packed from morning to night than someone who is retired. And yet if we are not allowing the word of God and the Holy Spirit to shape our desires for what is eternal, the result will be the same. And that is the challenge that I want to leave our listeners with today, that we may all be transformed. I like what you say. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Well, there is also one last point, and this was in your blog, and I don't want to let this podcast end without drawing attention to it, because I don't know about you, but often when I'm spending time with the Lord, songs will come to mind. And there are old hymns that have words that are so powerful. And a lot of younger generations don't know those hymns. And there's one I want to bring out today, and it's by Helen Limmel, which I did not know until I researched that. But the hymn we may all be familiar with, and it's called Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. And I'm not going to sing for us, but it's Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, Look Fall in His Wonderful Face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. So as we close today, that is what we challenge you to do. Look fully into the face of Jesus. Let him transform you to care about what he cares about in every decision that you make, in every relationship that you have, in every response that you give, so that your life and others are transformed by the light and love of God. Any other thoughts before I close this out, Ron? I can't add anything better than what you just said, Susan. (laughs) All right. Well, then we invite you all to join us next week where we're going to tackle a very interesting question of, is your faith meant to be private? We hope you'll tune in next Monday. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Q4 Impact Podcast. Please make sure you're subscribed to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on so you continue receiving encouragement and practical tips on how to live your fourth quarter continually impacting the world around you for Christ.